Howdy, Fat Guy Forum listeners. Before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that there is a great way for you to support the podcast and keep it going, and that's by joining the Fat Guy Forum Patreon that you can find at patreon.com slash gourmetgoesketo. I use all the funds from the Patreon to go for the subscriptions and equipment that are used on the podcast, and if you join now, you will have the opportunity to be a part of helping decide the direction of the podcast as we dive into some new topics and try out a few new things. So I look forward to having you on board. Sign up today. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet, and I am excited to have you with us once again. It's It seems like it's been old home week on the show lately, bringing back people that I've talked to before who are now at different places in their journeys and lives and this next guest is someone who people have asked me how he's doing because they rarely see him on the internet now these days. Like, he's, he's just no one knows what he's doing. So I figured now was time for us to dive into it and check in with Alex Poro, a.k.a. Poro92, a.k.a. Porio. <laughs> Alex, how you doing? Pretty good, Mike. Thank you uh, for having me. And it has... It has been forever. A lot has, a lot has changed. It's been, what I don't even know what guest was I like. I I think I was in the top fifteen at least. Oh, you were an early one. So it's it's been so at least hundred well episodes. Like maybe three years ago. I mean, you, so it's been a little while. You've been on other episodes where you know there was a bunch of other hooligans with you as well. But you know, it's been a while since we've been able oh, yeah. to sit down. The Fantastic Four. Have a, have a private conversation with thousands of people listening which is is always nice so there i know this is going to be this is much needed no go ahead no i was going to say much much needed alone time with you mike let's do it so this is going to be a bit of a blow to your ego but there may be someone listening who has no idea who you are i find it hard to believe but it is true so the first thing we're going to do is have you remind people why you have come on the Fat Guy Forum. All recap, right, recap your story, man. Let's do it. Well, I'm going to start by saying something that you absolutely hate when I say. Uh, my name is Alex Poro, and I am an average guy um, who just so happened to weigh, let's say, 500 pounds. You know, at my, at my heaviest, I looking back at pictures, I was definitely in the fives. Um, but stepping on a pallet scale just over four and a half years ago, um, I saw 480 and that was kind of my aha, my, you know, rock bottom as a lot of people say. And, uh, since then four and a half years or so later, I have lost at the lowest. Um, I just competed in a show, which we'll get to. Uh, I could say that I lost 290 pounds from my heaviest weight. Um, but, you know, sustainably, I, I lost the bulk of my weight. I lost 265 pounds in 15 months just with uh, diet or, you know, you know, just finding a way of eating that worked for me and just moving my body more and slowly progressed, obviously, food and, uh, you know, the th- foods that I was consuming has changed. My training has changed a lot on CrossFit uh, to bodybuilding. And yeah, I mean, that's just where I'm at today. And 
for those who don't know, or somehow don't know, I am infamous for Oreos. That's why Mike said Porio. Uh, I have a rather extensive collection of Oreos from all over the country. And uh, that's one of my little indulgences. Like we share peanut butter. We, you know, we got to keep that out of the house. Well, you've got, you've got Oreos from around the world now, don't you? Yeah. Some like Korea, Australia, Costa Rica, you name it. I got some weird ones. Uh, I have some matcha tea ones that our buddy Chance sent me. I don't know why he had matcha tea ones in Canada. Uh, love you, Chance. They were disgusting, though. I took one bite, and then, yeah. No, I mean, it doesn't sound appetizing, but I was, I was going to give it a try. Well, you're the one that tries them all for us. You, know, you, you have to. You try them and put them out there for everyone. I, I do it. I do it for the people. Exactly, and you you don't even do you don't you don't even you don't just <laughs> do things for the you don't even do anything. You <laughs> you, you, you done nothing. Uh, no, you you don't just do things for the people. You've done it. You've done a lot of things for yourself over this time. Like one, I think it's if people have been following you for a while. Like he's not kidding when he said that his physical activity has changed. Like you can go back four years and there's Poro on the stairs you know, at his home, you know, just going up and down the stairs and timing yourself on the stairs. And then you eventually got into different forms of activity. You eventually went hard at CrossFit for a while and then found your way into, you know, under the bar, like, and, and weights became an, an important part of your life and early workouts and regular consistent activity. I, I, I think that's the thing that stands out there is like the through line of, of your journey is about consistency. Like, there's times where you step out of that line, you know, Oreos being one of them. You know, it's not like you were eating Oreos every day. It's not like you were eating a, a jar of peanut butter every day. But I think the the thing that people can learn from you has more to do with that consistent application and that consistent dedication to yourself. And over the past year and a half, you've taken that to another level by not just sharing your journey and sharing your story and all the, those great things that you've been doing for a while, but... You actually have gotten you. You when was the very first? I know we're past the anniversary of it. Mm -hmm. You did a transformation bodybuilding show. Yeah. Um, so are we past it? No, it was a little weird. It was actually it hasn't been a year yet. Has because it not been a year? no, because it was weird. So the show that you're referring to is uh, what are uh, how many how many times can I name drop him? I want to make sure because I know he. I think he name dropped me like eight times yeah i think it was so our friend our friend derek or david herrera um the show that he referred to in his episode uh summer shredding is hosted usually once annually but um this year they're doing it twice you know but i did it last year in october it obviously is supposed to be done in summer but it got pushed back because of covid and it was kind of just on a whim uh, that's kind of just like how I like doing things, not really announcing it. Just, hey, okay, let me just try it, see what happens. And uh, so, yeah, it was last October in just outside of Houston, Texas. And, yeah, they have a transformation division, and there's literally people of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds. Um, it doesn't have to be weight loss. Actually, the gentleman that came in second behind me, he is recovering from – he was or is – recovering from being completely paralyzed and his transformation is you know being able to physically be mobile and get back in the gym and reclaim his life um and then you have people you know who lost 
obviously I have a huge number. You have a couple people who, you know, dealt with bulimia or, you know, all these other, other little things. It doesn't have to be about weight gain. It could be about, you know, weight loss. It could be weight gain. And again, just reclaiming your life and transforming. It's a transformation division. Um, so yeah, I did that on a whim. Um, a couple other friends that I have on social media were posting it. They were doing it. And I kind of just thought this was kind of a couple months into COVID. Um, I was still in the gym because I'm lucky to be blessed from Florida. We didn't really lose that too much. And uh, yeah, I like David said, uh, like he, he tried working with a coach and didn't really work out for him. Uh, this one for me, I, I didn't work out with a coach. I just continued my nutrition. Obviously, I reached out to a couple people, one being um, David Roden, because he did a show before. Um, John Glaude, reached out to him, just trying to figure out little things. I like, I like getting some tips where I can, but not fully diving in. So, you know, just figuring out like water loading all that stuff was kind of weird to me sodium loading i didn't bother with that because that was a little weird to me as well um but yeah so that was my first show back in october and i just so happened to have won that um that was the 2020 summer shredding classic and i won the transformation division and i got up on that stage loose skin and all uh, I was wearing melted ice cream cone shorts, and I just wiggled, jiggled, flexed, shaked, and it was a really good time. And what was, because your, your journey has gone on from there in terms of some mm -hmm. other challenges and, and similar, you know, different avenues, you know, and even working with different people and things along those lines that I want to get into. But yeah. I think the biggest thing, you know, when I, I talk to, to David about this as well, but I'm curious about your insight into going from someone who had a significant weight loss, a very significant weight loss, you know, and so all of that, you know, what, what the mindset that goes into that is, is like, and then working on getting stronger and, you know, you were kind of living that life of this is where my body is and I'm just going to work on challenging my body and then decided to take on this other challenge where when you get into this idea of, of bodybuilding, even transformation bodybuilding, it's a completely different mindset. Like, so what is your insight into what it took for you to get your head in the right place to take part in the show. Okay. So, um, you know, like I said, that first one was kind of just on a whim, just wanted to do it. I mean, all the shows that I've done have been for me because I just wanted to do it. Um, we're at a total right now of four shows, and I'm done for a little while, which we'll get to. You know, I'm just living. I'm finally being... In maintenance after being in deficit for so long and I think that's one of the most important parts and um, biased maybe not biased opinion but something that you touch on is how do you get your mind into it especially for transformation bodybuilding and the transformation division as a whole it can it is so it is such a great you're, you're surrounded by such great people with different stories like I said but it can be so mentally challenging because, yes, you know, lost all this weight, it's a new challenge. I always say, stay hungry, be hungry. Like, it's good to chase and have these little goals. But, it, it you know, bodybuilding, it, it can be very addictive. 
and it can be dangerous if you don't do it right. Because essentially, when you're coming down to it, when you hit peak week, you're depleting yourself of, you know, calories, of water. So if you're not mentally there, and then, you know, a lot of jokes can be put aside because after a show, um, and I'm not sure, I'm not going to curse, but I eat like an idiot. I, I have another word that I say, but I eat like an idiot. Um, and it's, it's normal. A lot of people will do that, but it, it, that, this is where it can be dangerous for people who are in the transformation division. When you were an X amount of weight and you did battle and you still are battling food addiction and you go on a cut for X amount of weeks and you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go, again, I'm a hypocrite. I'm going to go smash pizza, donuts, Oreos, cake, everything. And you prolong it into you know a week or weeks or a month. That's where it could be really dangerous. Um, so yeah, I mean definitely having your mindset. And I don't I don't I don't shun and say like don't get a coach. Like David didn't have a coach, but I think it's great uh, with anything. Obviously you're a coach as well. It's great trying to figure things out for yourself um, the first time around. That's how I like to do it. But if you feel like you're going to like struggle and you feel like you're not going to be able to do it right, especially coming off of a show, get some help. Ask somebody who's been there because, like I said, you know, going from an extreme weight loss and then going into that and then the rebound after can be difficult. It's, it's not for everybody. Bodybuilding is not for everybody. Not, I, I'm, never, I'm not going to chase a bodybuilding career. Um, like I've said publicly, like I'm done with transformation division. Um, there's not that many shows out there. There's Summer Shred and then there was WBFF. I did both. Um, I'm sure there's some more little ones out there, but I'm just going to relax a little bit, you know, take a year or two, get my metabolism back in check. And, uh, you know, the plan is I'm still going to eat a bodybuilder-esque diet. I'm still going to stick to like chicken and, you know, rice and lean proteins and stuff. But also be able to go out to dinner with family and be like, hey, okay, we're going to Chili's. I'm going to eat a burger and fries and not worry, not track it. You know what I mean? No, for sure. And what? And that's the interesting thing, like getting into that insight of, of what comes after the show. Because you know what life is like in a caloric deficit. But mm-hmm. getting ready for a show is a completely different form of a deficit. Like you said, it's about yeah. squeezing everything. It's about squeezing every last, last drip out. So there's, there's a couple things in there that I'm interested for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, one being for you and you know, we'll, we, we can swear a little bit on the show. So what poor likes to say <laughs> is, is eat like an asshole. Like when you, what do you think allows you to kind of go into that mode after the, like after a show, and come out of it like because I think that's where a lot of people struggle even if they're not thinking you know there's probably people out there who are never even thought about doing a bodybuilding show would never even think about doing a bodybuilding show but they know what it's like to get to a goal yeah and then take a couple days to eat like an asshole and next thing you know they're living that life again like what do you think it is what is your insight into being able to like I said before you know step out of that line and then get yourself back in yeah Um, so, I mean, for me, and I think this, I mean, I could be biased on this again, but I'm sure even with you, you know, you, if, if you eat these sugary and non-nutritional foods, yeah, they taste good when they hit your tongue, but if you eat too much of it, you just, you feel like trash afterwards. 
So, I mean, it was great. It was like, okay, show's done. Like, after after Texas was done, um, this past time around, uh, you know, I smashed a couple, like, as soon as you step off stage, they have a partnership with Fat and Weird Cookie. Uh, you get one. Nobody was really securing the cookie area, so I grabbed a couple. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, then afterwards, went out to dinner, had burger, shake, fries. Uh, and then that trip wasn't that bad because, like David said in his episode, we had some problems with uh, traveling, so we had to get out of Dodge and get back to Florida. And then I was on prep again. So I think the hardest part with me specifically is you did World Carnivore Month. So we're going to go back a little bit. You did work World Carnivore Month. Um, I've been essentially on a deficit for the last four and a half years, which is, you know, is not good. Um, I've had a couple times where I've eaten like an asshole, um, but for the most part, I've been on a weight loss focus, like a deficit for so long. And starting from the beginning of this year, I did 75 hard and I challenged a couple of our buddies because you guys were doing 70, some of you were doing 75 hard, a lot of you were doing carnivore. I'm like, okay, well, let's see if the carb guy can do both. And me and Aaron knocked them both out. Um, and it wasn't hard. Uh, it got expensive because I didn't want to just keep eating cheap Walmart beef. Um, so that wasn't really punishment. And again, like, I wasn't on specifically a cut, but I was doing two workouts a day. I, I wasn't, you know, having my carbs that my body was used to. And then, again, on a whim... There was the first WBFF show, uh, and I was kind of like, okay, I lost all this weight doing 75 hard. There's a transformation division. Let me jump in. Um, didn't win. Didn't really really place. You kind of just got a, a, a medal and said, hey, come to Vegas. We want you on the stage in Vegas. Cool. Um, and then Summer Shredding came up for um, June, which... David just did. A couple of my other friends in, you know, in the female division did as well. And I kind of looked at it as an opportunity. And I don't want to just like prolong this, but you know, we're talking about bodybuilding and all that. Um, for me, I'm at a point right now where I appreciate, I have no problems looking in the mirror. I love my loose skin. Like I said, I flap, wiggle, jiggle, shake. But I'm at a point where the next show, if I do a if I do a next show, it's going to be in like a year or a year and a half. Um, I want to see, I had to see, if I stepped on a stage with regular people, with my loose skin, how would I feel? Would I feel like I'm equal? Would I feel like I'm worthy to be on stage, or would I feel like I'm ashamed? Because if, for say, I have surgery the weight loss or the skin removal surgery in the next year or a couple years and I step on on stage and I spent all this money to have my uh, pecs looking better and my my uh, flap on my on my gut taken off and then I still don't place I would feel crushed like okay I lost 290 pounds I spent thousands of dollars like I'm still not good enough so th this last summer shredding that I did I did physiques, and you want to you want to talk about the physique class. You want to talk about dangerous and about, about calorie restriction, Mike. These guys, like I did it all wrong. I did the wrong posing. I did 
I did, if anybody knows bodybuilding, I did classic physique, like muscle poses in physique, and it's completely different, <laughs> which I didn't get that memo. But these guys, you have to sit there and just hold a back flex, like with your lat spread, and they're just holding, bat, literally, it's, you know, it sounds stupid, they're battling it out. They're just standing next to you, holding a flex, and on no water, no calories. So, yeah, that could be dangerous. But, um, I mean, just... Just prepping, I forgot what the question was, but just like prepping for shows, man, it's just, well, it, it, it can be tough. Well, I think one of the things that comes into play with it, too, is like there are probably people, because like you were saying, like you did, for that show, you know, David was doing the transformation division, you were doing the, the classic division, like not a transformation division, not going up against guys that had lost 280 pounds. And I'm sure, you know, me included, there are people who are like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm sure David was thinking that because it was a surprise to him. You know, you know yeah. when, when yeah, you I didn't walked tell, into, and, you didn't yeah. tell anyone that you were there with until you walked in with a number on yourself. Um, yeah. Which is awesome. And, but I, I think it speaks to like, and it, it's something you actually, you know, did in a Q&A this week. One of the answers you gave over the past day or two you know, speaks to your self-image the way that it's always been. And I think it's different than, you know, a lot of people, you know, as challenging as being 500, 480 pounds, all of that was for you. You were never, you know, there's plenty of evidence that you were never the guy that was trying to hide in the back of, of a picture or the guy that wasn't going to go to the beach or the guy that wasn't going to participate in something, you know. You had physical limitations, obviously, you know, and we could, you know, spend a day talking about that. But I think your perspective, and, and that's the thing I want people listening to hear, like your, your, pers your self-perspective is something that I think has carried you through a lot of the things that, you know, the challenges that you even face now, like the loose skin, you know, you know, from people writing to you, you know, that that's, it's not something that a lot of people deal with, you know, and we see, you know, and I'm sure you have as much as I have, you know, hearing from guys and, and from women who say, that they want to try to lose weight, but they're worried about getting loose skin and they don't know they would rather stay, you know, two, three, 400 pounds overweight than deal with the loose skin. Yeah. You know, like no, that it's, mentality it's, it's is, a, is a, is a, is a scary one in a lot of ways. Like they would rather, you know, re restrict their life than face the possibility of what that could be like. And you, you know, even in the, even in that, that quote unquote traditional show, you know, you were up there and, and had the flap in your hands. Like yeah. you were not, you were not trying to tuck it, you know, tape it down and, and suck it in. Like, you know, it was there. And yeah, I think there's, it was, there's, it was pretty, pretty out there. I mean, it had Oreo shorts on, so mm -hmm. it, it was definitely on display. Oh, for sure. And I think that's like, that mentality is something that, you know, if you, if you could bottle that and sell it to people, I, I think people would, you know, you'd be a billionaire almost instantly, but it is, it's a reality of, of what has been done to your body and what you're doing with your body now. Like it, it's more about performance and what was it, what's it like? And again, now I'm rambling, but I have a point. Yeah. I do have a point. I promise. No, I love it. Let's do but it. I, one of the things that, that I'm curious about is being that person who never, you know, cause there are plenty and you share them on throwback days you know, old videos of you at near your heaviest, you know, singing, dancing in the car, uh, getting out at a red light, you know, pictures of you and your brother on the beach. You know, you weren't the kid at the beach with a, with a t-shirt on getting in the water. Like, what was it like to kind of have that positive self image and then put yourself into an event 
that involves scrutiny of your body. Like, was there a different, you know, was that something that helped you through that? Or was it like realizing that it's not just about you not caring, you know, you not seeing, you know, any kind of like negatives to these, these changes in your body. But now you're realizing that people are actually judging your body. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, I, the, the old pictures and the videos, I wish I had more. I, I, I envy some of the old pictures that you have. Um, but I mean, I guess, you know, same, it goes both ways. Cause I have all the shirtless beach pictures that I, I, I'm too bad. Only fans are shutting down. Cause I, I should have tried to sell those. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it kind of was, it kind of was like a power, but at the same time, it was kind of like a flaw. I don't know if I'm using it the right, you know, but we all kind of, I think literally every guest that you've had on always used their size as humor. Like some people were obviously a little more sheltered, but it's kind of like pick on, you know, I'm going to pick on me before you could pick on me. I'm going to make the joke first. You know, you're kind of expected if something smells like, oh, yeah, it was the fat guy who farted or, you know, oh, is he going to jump in the pool and drain the water? So it's kind of that same mentality. So, yeah, you know, in, in the end, the laugh was on me because I was always, like you said, at the pool or dancing with my shirt off. Didn't really care. But then my weight just got so far gone. Um, and luckily I caught it at the age I did. And, you know, I've had the strength to keep it off. And, um, you know, as far as the judging goes... Um, you know, the transformation vision is one thing. Obviously, you go up there, you have loose skin, you have the story, you have the numbers. You know, it, it could be said, you know, that I won because I, you know, seriously, was the heavyweight of the division. I lost the most weight. But a lot of it goes into personality, again, story. Obviously, I put everything into it. But going into, uh, you know, this year's Summer Shred, doing the physique with all the, the skinny kids, I felt like an old man. Like, these kids were all 20, 18, like, pulling up in, you know, their parents' BMWs and vlogging backstage. Um, but going up against kids who were just genetically ripped, obviously, they're putting in work, they're on a diet, they're doing gym stuff. But being out of my element and having loose skin and knowing... I went into it, Mike, I went into it, I knew, like, I wasn't going to place. It was a dead giveaway. But I talked to my coach that I'm working with now, and I told him my reasoning. I told him that I needed to do it for myself because if I do it, say, if I did have the skin removal surgery and I still didn't place, I would be crushed. And he loved the message of it. So I went into this last, you know, summer shredding physique show knowing that I wasn't going to win anything. I knew that I wasn't going to place. Um, but it was something that I talked to with my coach about, and I gave him the reasoning why I wanted to do it, that I need to, to step on stage because, again, say if I did have skin removal surgery in the next couple of years, and I went and I did a normal, air quote, normal show with average you know, people who didn't lose weight loss, that wasn't transformation, and I spent all that money, and I still in place, I would be crushed. And I actually even talked to him because there was a local show um, that landed on my birthday, so it would have been cool. Do a show, have my cake, boom. Um, and there, was, um, there wasn't there was a transformation division, but there was an inspiration award and a, and a transformation story award. So I could have I been an easy shoe-in, but at the same time, he's like, Alex, he's like, remember, why are you doing these shows? He's like, I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not about hardware. And that's the one thing, like, 
um, I could have done X amount of shows, but it's just not healthy. Like bodybuilding, like we touched on, is if you're not doing it as a career, like if you're not Nick Walker or one of these pro bodybuilders, it could be dangerous. If you just keep on tacking on peak week, peak week, peak week, it's just not healthy. Um, so, yeah. No, I, I, th- I think that's, and that's one of the things also too, like I'm, I'm curious about your perspective having now done several transformation shows and, a, and again, I, I feel like we need better language, but a classic show, we'll just say. Um, you see, there are some people that will come out and say that the transformation shows can have a more of a negative impact than a positive impact on people. So if what I'm curious for, about, like from your perspective, if someone out there is thinking about doing a transformation show, what are the things that you think are important for them to think about and to keep as a part of their preparation to help them keep it on the positive side? Yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of goes with anything, like even uh, in the workplace, even obviously on social media is. That comparison thing, it, that comparison, you know, aspect can be tough, man. Like when you're, when you're backstage, that's kind of like why I don't really post. I, I, you know, you call it moving in silence, whatever you want to call it. But I just, I don't like knowing who my competition is. I don't like my competition knowing who I am. I kind of just like showing up. And that's one of the hardest things is like when you show up and you're like, damn, these kids know how to flex. Like they know how to flex their lats their abs are out yada 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 this guy has calves i I, I train calves but i still don't have them um so that comparison thing could be tough especially obviously when you go up there you give it your all you feel like your story is worth it still is but you don't you don't even place it could be tough and like i said it could be a blow it could you know it could it could break you um so i think one of the one of the e is remembering why you're doing it you're doing it because this division is out there to spread awareness to to spread your story and just to share all these individual stories of different ways different ages different aspects of of transformations and not everybody's going to win not everybody's going to get a trophy not everybody's going to get a medal Mm -hmm. um so it can definitely be tough and my thing i mean like i said it's just it's plain just Go out there and remember why you're doing it. Yeah, and I, I think it's that piece. It's in anything that you're doing. Any part of your life that you're working on change and transformation, you have to be doing it for yourself. Like, awards are nice. Recognition is nice. Likes are nice. All of that. But if at the end of the day, you're not more driven about why you're doing it for yourself, that's when it can move over into something that's going to end up hurting you in the end. Yeah, and I mean... It obviously goes for both sexes, but it takes balls. It takes balls to step up on stage half naked. You know what I mean? From going, being an extreme weight loss, and then you you literally have the spotlights, and you have a crowd, and you have, it's it's live stream on YouTube. You know what I mean? It takes cojones. So be proud of yourself for even having the strength to go up there and do that. And what was it like this? I'm curious, because having done it on your own, and having done most of your weight loss on your own, you know, you had different people help you in the gym and the different places and they got to informate, like you said, resources and information, but you worked with a coach this time. What, what was that experience like for you? Um, I love it. I mean, I love challenges. I'm still working with them now. 
um, because again, like I'm entering that phase of maintenance and building and, you know, we're working on, I ate like an asshole, you know, I, I posted it. I, I definitely ate like an asshole after this show. Um, cause I went on vacation. I enjoyed it, but, uh, you know, we're working on reverse dieting right now. Well, you and put on, you put on, what was it? Three, three or four pounds on vacation? Uh, 30. I 30. lost, I lost 30 pounds. Big boy weight. Not, not three or four. Yeah. Right, and you also just but said you lost it's, 30. It's coming off already. You said you lost 30. It's a, it was, it was a gain. Uh-oh. <laughs> Little 40 <laughs> and slip there. Little 40 and slip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's I gained be, 30 after, let's be I gained realistic. 30 after the show. What, what, you saw a new, you saw a much, you saw an intense low weight. Like, yeah. you got, you, you got down further than I think anyone, any of us even in your, the group thought you were going to, sh- you were going to see. I mean, you, you knew, you know, you kept yeah. calling it before you got on the scale, but you definitely, you dialed that in. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Um, working with a coach is especially, well, I mean, in this, you know, in this example is I was working with a coach for bodybuilding shows and, you know, up in the cardio, like I've always done cardio for weight loss, um, you know, throughout my journey, different variations, just elliptical, uh, if, if it was pro programmed in CrossFit, you know, I, I didn't like it, but I, whatever I ran. Um, but it just, people were asking me like why I was waking up earlier and earlier. Like obviously my, my whole MO is waking up at 4am, working out at 5am when I was doing CrossFit. Um, but there was times I was waking up at 2.45 and getting to the gym at three. Um, because he would stack, uh, it would start, you know, a couple of weeks out, it was like 30 minutes fasted cardio lift and then 30 minutes post but then uh the week before it got up to 50 minutes fasted cardio workout and 50 posts and it didn't be it didn't need to be 50 right after i lifted um but just with my work schedule i just crammed it all in so that's why i was waking up so earlier so early and everything was fasted because i wasn't you know doing my cardio and then going to eat real quick and then you know i just continued on so just working with a coach and having different directions and I'm just, yes, sir, send me what to do and I'm going to do it. And then, like I said, the water manipulation, you, so just working with a coach this time and, you know, the extreme hours, you know, the, the cardio that I had to get in and then we go into the water manipulation and like you were joking around about the salt lake and, you know, salting and, and, uh, sodium loading my food going into the show and resting having somebody tell me to sit down and watch TV was rough um, because that's, that's just not what I do. Um, but yeah, just, just having direction. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, you know, necessary. And I like challenges. Uh, so like I said, I'm continuing on with him and we're doing reverse dieting. But, you know, just I like challenges. And like you said, a low weight. Mike, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I weighed that. So show day show morning i woke up at 192.4 i'd probably say i was that low in like fifth grade uh i mean there was a year and a half maybe two years ago that one time i hit wonderland uh i stepped on scale said 199.8 and then i took a sip of water and i haven't been back there since so you know and i know that 192 was not going to be sustainable um obviously i owned up to it, ate like an asshole, uh, enjoyed vacation, and a lot of it's food, water, whatever you want to call it, it's falling off, um, but yeah, I put on a record of 30 pounds in six days, but no regrets, no regrets, um, 
And we're back on the program because that's you know why I hired a coach to follow a program, which I think is important. Like I I think it's a, it's something great for people to think about if they want to get into something where they want and also they want to see what that life is like, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes th- there's a different image you know that you just see when you just look at social media. But there's a lot of there's fine tuning of details and and a lot of different pieces that go into it that having a good experienced coach is going to get you through with that and. And just, why don't you give your coach a shout out so, you know, you can do a little name drop. Uh, My coach, Chris Rudin, um, he actually, he was actually um, on the Titans game, which is the rock show. Uh, He is, oh man, I don't know, Uh, I I think I'm going to say type 1 diabetic, type 2. And he, he was born with, yeah, type 1, he was born with a deformity he has a claw for one of his hands, but he's um, always been a adapt adaptive adaptive athlete and just overcoming things like that. But he just knows his stuff. He knows all his diet training. He's got certifications, you know, that I can't even list. He's got so many, and he's just he's very responsive. Whenever I need something, whenever I have questions, he's always there. So, shout out to Chris Rudin. And you get to see him this past weekend at Redcon, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's obviously another perk is he's he's local, so, you know, sometimes we get some lifts and he kicks my ass and, you know, we could work on posing in person, so that always helps too. What was it? What was I I'm just curious cuz you posted it, but what was it like mm-hmm. seeing your coach face to face after that vacation? Uh <laughs> He didn't want to see me face to face. He was a little upset with me, but you know he under he understands because he's a he's a cookie monster himself. So when he told me he told me, "Oh, don't be like me," uh, I I outdid him because I, I was going to say he, there was a little bit of a laugh there. Yeah, I I outdid him. He I think he gained like ten after. I was like, "Yeah, gained thirty. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I also I also sit here and listen to you talk about gaining thirty pounds in six days, and I'm like, "Oh, that's cute." Rookie that's, scores. That's cute. Those are that's nice. That's a fun, yeah. that's a good time. But we, I told you I want to talk about more than just the, the show experience. Like, I, I think yeah. there's a bigger, a bigger thing here that's the through line to all of this work that you've been doing, like, for four and a half years. And I think it's, it's powerful for you to kind of put it out there and say to people, I've been in a caloric, you know, 97% of the time in a caloric deficit for the past four and a half years. It, it's time to give my body a little bit of a break. It's time to... Work on the next stuff that's going to be coming for you. Like, what is it like mentally now to be kind of taking, shifting yourself out of that place and actually being in a place of, okay, I'm working on different things now? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the one word that comes to mind is, I don't want to say freedom, but it's freeing. like I told you that one of the most exciting things, one of the most things, one of the things I was most excited to do was go on the trip after Vegas, after the show and eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. As stupid as it sounds, just plain, cheap, white bread. I still use good peanut butter because I'm classy now. Um, but uh, just using food as fuel and not counting, not tracking. We had some home cooked meals. We went out. Um, and yeah, I mean, just that, just that mindset and that, that next step that I'm going into, um, it's exciting. I know the scale's not going to be dropping that much. Obviously we're trying to cut back 
some of this uh, food baby right now. Um, but my carbs are back up. Um, mac, uh, fat is a little higher than it, it used to be. Um, so we're just slowly rolling back into it. And it's something that can be scary um, not to see those big drops that you're expecting. Um, but like you said, and like I said, being in a deficit for so long wrecks your metabolism. When you go from one extreme from slamming 10,000 plus calories a day um, and not being a strong man, like we didn't need that many calories a day to fuel our workouts. We were just eating out of gluttony. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's challenging. I'm still pretty much going to eat the same type of foods. I'm still going to pack my, you know, just eat on the road, but just being able to go to family events and being able to not, you know, feel bad and turn down food and going to weddings and et cetera, just going out to dinner. It's just, it's freeing. Mm -hmm. It's the only word I could think of. And I think that. That's the thing a lot of people probably listening and, and who watch your social media and all of that, it, they want to get to that place. And you and I both know there's a lot of work before you get to that place. Yeah. You know, absolutely. it's not, it, it's one of those things like I talk about when I work with clients and the first thing they want to talk about is what life is going to be like once they've re hit their weight loss goal. And they're, mm -hmm. uh, they're obsessed with knowing what life is going to be like then. And I'm like, there's yeah, a road, road to go down before you yeah. get to there. And I think one of the things that you, you exemplify is because I think like, you know, if we went back to Poro day one at 480 and mm -hmm. said, okay, Poro, you're going to get to 200 pounds. What is your life going to be like at 200 pounds? Yeah. And exactly. Because I, I think when you're in that place, we we're, we're in this place of thinking about, I just want to get back to a place where I can eat all this, this garbage food that I used to eat. But I can control it now and, you know, I can have a better relationship with it, but I'm still going to eat all those same things. Instead of thinking about as you go through this health journey, your perspective towards food evolves. And, you know, and that's one of the things that I hear when you talk about it, you know, is that idea of food as fuel being a priority, not just food as being entertainment and fun. You know, and having those moments where food is fun, we know, we know. Even though you love to talk about the fact that the, the peanut butter Oreo has more protein than the regular Oreo, <laughs> yeah. you know that is a that is a point that you've made before, at least to me, several times. Uh, you know that an Oreo is not something that no you're, nutritional value it, 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 yeah. it has no nutritional value. It's it's these things where we make these choices to ha to eat things that are we're eating for the sake of eating them. We're not eating them because this is going to give me the fuel I need for my workout in the morning. I, I, you see that sometimes with people. You know, more probably with, I, I think, the If It Fits Your Macros crowd, like, yeah. okay, eight Oreos tonight before I go to bed to fuel me, you <laughs> know, refill my glycogen stores and get me going. But as someone who was 500 pounds, you know that when you're eating eight Oreos, you're not thinking about it as fuel. Like, it's not, that's not where the, that, that moment in your head goes. Like, even if you were using it that way, that's not where that, that place goes. And so it's this idea of developing these habits that allow you to have shifted that perspective, I think is really powerful for people to see. And I'm just excited to see what happens now as, as you enter this new adventure. Like, I, I think it's awesome. You know, part of your, your vacation, you know, you get to see the Grand Canyon. You get to see these impressive, insanely impressive kind of physical monuments in this country that there's a, there's a nice metaphor there to, like, the impressive physical monuments, you know, that you've built for yourself, you know, that you've turned yourself into. And now you move on to what 
what comes next in the next adventure. That's part of like, part of the things that I'm excited to do is travel more, hike more. Like those are things that wouldn't have been possible. I mean, traveling halfway across the country in a plane, hiking cliffs, mountains, absolutely not. 400 pounds, 480 pounds, 480 pounds, not a chance. Um, so freeing, liberating. I mean, I'm excited for what's next too. Mm -hmm. Uh, what would you say are the things that you were working on next? Like, what is, what is the next adventure that, that you're in now? Um, so, honestly, I, I need to focus a lot more on what I'm going to be doing as far as a career long term. Um, the skin removal surgery has been played around with a bit. Um, but just getting my financials right, I, I really would like to... And I mean, there's no time frame or time limit on anything. Um, but just like the patch that I've been down at my young, tender age, man, I'm almost 30. I don't want to make you feel old or anything. Um, and I know like you guys, all my buddies have told me like, slow down, like you're still young, whatever. Um, but I want to be a homeowner. And again, there's no time frame on, on any of that. But what's working next for me is finding a career that I enjoy, that doesn't feel like work, that can give me a decent, you know, a nice income, being a homeowner, um, and yeah, I mean, maintaining my weight, building muscle, living sustainably with food around me, I mean, that's all, all I can really think about right now, I mean, is there any more, I mean, there's not much more for me, I mean, that, that sounds like living the life for me, having a career that I love, and just maintaining and it sounds it sounds like plenty yeah you know that's a that's a pretty no no pun intended that's a pretty full plate you know that's a pretty full, full plate to dive into so looking as you move forward you know and i know you're working with a coach on a reverse diet and there's there's a mentality there with that but when you think about your perspective on food right now as you move forward into this place of physical maintenance you know weight maintenance like what do you think are the, the highlights that stand out for you in terms of like what your real personal philosophy is when it comes to food now? Um, I mean, like, like you said, uh, food is fuel. There are always going to be those moments. There's always going to be those foods that are literally just there for entertainment. Um, like you said, Oreos, cookies, cake. Yeah, they're, they taste amazing when they hit your tongue, but what are they really doing for you? Um, you know, you have CrossFitters and other athletes who, who need a little sugar high, so they'll like slam a Rice Krispie treat or, uh, or gummy bears and stuff. But, I mean, like I said, just knowing that the food that I'm going to choose to eat, whether it be for a celebration, whether it be like just an entertainment type food, knowing, hey, this isn't going to really nutritionally you know, do anything for me, but I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to move forward and then I'm going to be back on my so-and-so program right after it and not letting it slip and continue and following its old habits and old ways. I think that's, that's a, a good place for anyone to work to get to. And you, you talked about a lot of all these, these different things that are going on. There's something else that's different now that we we haven't really talked about on the show since you were last on, 
you know, and that's, you know, I, I name dropped Redcon earlier, but you're actually working with them now. And, you know, that's a part of your life. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's another little, uh, bless. definitely had to put in the work for it. Um, so late last year, so after I won the summer shredding, um, Redcon every year, um, they have an event where they have all the tier operators who are pretty much, it's an ambassador program. And to make it to the top level to even be selected, um, you have to make, and this is an open invitation. Like when our friend uh, John came down, I told him he should join the program. It's, it's a great company. There's great perks. There's great people that work there. And you have to make 200 sales to get to the top level to even be in the uh, deciding circle. And my name was called. I was selected completely out of the blue. I had no clue it was coming. And it's just really cool um, to be able to be a sponsored athlete for one of the top sports supplement brands in the world and be along the likes of athletes like Robert Obrist, Kai Green, Blessing Awadabu, Kenny Omega, just to name a few, like big, we have a couple people who have won the Arnold, um, just to be amongst those names and just being a guy, a guy who works a nine to five, lost a lot of a weight, but just having that different demographic, that's, that's what it was all about for me, is to be considered an athlete even though I don't professionally compete in a sport. I'm just sharing my story and I got the recognition. So it's, it's, it's amazing. And um, it's one of the reasons why I do these events is, you know, it's a bodybuilding company. So whenever we go out, whenever one of us competes in a competition, we get reimbursed, we get compensated for our time and, you know, the money that we spend. So it's, it's not really a flex and I'm, I'm blessed to have it for sure and I, do you think 480 pound alex would have ever envisioned the things that you're doing now absolutely not i, I couldn't have even imagined it i mean i would probably still i mean if i if i was even alive i'd probably be playing call of duty right now uh slamming on news and Man, it's just it's just wild. Uh, I don't think anybody could really imagine where they were or where they are now from five years ago. So that kind of brings me to what the the last question I want to ask. That's kind of in this discussion today is what message uh-huh. then do you have for that four hundred and eighty pound Alex or you know whether or his name's John or Mary or whatever sitting out there yeah. who's thinking. Oh, this is great that he did all of this, but I could never do any of that. Like, what is your message you would want to get across to them? So, you know, as cliche as it sounds and like as many times as we hear all the positivity on Instagram, like you want more rep, you got this and all the patting on the back is, yeah, I mean, you could do amazing things. You could do almost anything you set your mind to. Now, I'm not telling you to jump out of a plane without a parachute because you're not going to survive that. But going back almost five years ago, again, I, I couldn't have imagined where I am today 
as far as where I am in life, as far as where I am, you know, with weight and health. Um, but give yourself credit. Start slow. Um, to, my biggest piece of advice is use the internet, you know, use Instagram, use all these platforms to reach out and to learn. But don't compare yourself if you're not losing as fast. If you don't have the same biceps or, you know, if you're a chick and you're looking at, oh, she has, you know, a peach and I don't. Use the internet to your advantage, but don't knock yourself because you're not progressing as fast or as good as somebody else. Because, you know, I think it's something you say a lot, but I don't, I haven't heard you say it in a while, you know, you're amazing, you're an amazing, how do you say it? Give it to us one time. You're an amazing person, do amazing things. So, man, yeah, that's it. It's just unreal. Unreal for sure, man. And I appreciate you taking the time to come back and, and talk to everybody and kind of fill them in. And if anyone listening doesn't know how to find you, like where do they go to find you, man? Um, so I'm pretty much only active on Instagram, on the IG. Uh, it is at Poro92, P-O-R-R-O. Just keep that for, you know, looking back at memories and just like personal friends. But yeah, Poro92 on Instagram is where you can catch me most of the times. Uh, and uh, thank you again for having me, Mike. It was, it was a good time catching up. It's, I know it's been a while. Thanks for squeezing me in. Of course, of course, man. I do end the show with the Fat Guy 5, and you went through an older version of it, so I figured why not take you through the current if you're ready to do that. Let's do it. Okay, so question number one in the Fat Guy 5, Alex. Tell us, who, living or dead, who's your favorite fat guy? Um, I'm going to switch it up. I know for a fact that this has not been said before. And you'll actually like this because you are a fan of one of the teams you used to play on. I'm going to go with Vince Wilfork. Vince Wilfork, D-tackle, nose tackle. He, uh, you know, he, he's actually local to me. He played in uh, Lake Worth High School, went to the, you know, Miami Hurricanes, and then he went to the Patriots. But he was just a big guy. And there's been a couple pictures of him in practice and in games where he just has his gut hanging out. And he knew what his job was. His job was just to clog holes and... He was a character off the field, and, you know, he, he was just, he did his job, taking up, taking up space. There you go. Question number two, Alex, what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? <sighs> one lesson that being a fat guy has taught me. Um, you know, <laughs> joking around, I'd say, like, if you go to a buffet and you only have three plates, you're doing it wrong. Mm. Um, but no, just something is just knowing how small the world can feel when you're so big. Um, and, how, you know, just knowing the limitations and feeling that, that appreciation that once you lost all the weight, experience in the world and normal people will never really understand that feeling. But just being a fat guy and, and knowing... If this, if this restaurant is going to be able to seat me or, you know, things along that line and not having to worry about, you know, plastic patio furniture and stuff like that. So I like it, man. Question number three, Alex, 
one of the things, you know, we started to talk about, you know, people getting started and what is one thing someone out there who wants to get started today can do? Like one concrete thing they can do. Um, I'm going to start off pretty much the biggest change that I had to make was water. Um, eliminate for me, eliminating liquid calories was huge. Um, if you struggle and you think, you know, drinking plain water is nasty, um, there's plenty. But for me, the biggest jump to kickstart my weight loss was uh, cutting all the liquid calories. So start there, move more. Um, just think about the basics. It's not, don't overcomplicate it. There we go. Question number four, Alex, what's one thing about yourself that you love? Uh, I would... Uh, I would have to just say um, my ability to really adapt um, just to anything. Um, life has changed a lot for me. Losing down to moving to a different gym to obviously everybody dealt with COVID, losing work. Um, again, something you dealt with just, you know, living changes, like situational living um, just being able to adapt and keep keep moving forward and not really losing sight and obviously not not saying having a regain or anything, but just not really falling into old ways, even though it's not fall, not falling into old ways and, you know, letting those old habits come back and just overall just being able to adapt to what comes next. Definitely, man. Definitely. And the final question today what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Um, so it's going to be pretty generic, but something I talked about earlier is uh, getting a career set and, you know, getting my financials, um, you know, ready for wherever I go next. Um, like I said, home ownership and just career home ownership is, is very important to me right now. Well, I have no doubt, Alex, with your ability to focus and, and do the work, that those will be things that we will all see come for you ne over the next year. So one more time, man, thank you so much for coming on the show today. No, thank you for having me, Mike. Appreciate it. It's a good time. And if anyone wants to connect with Alex, I will have his contact Instagram, Poor92, in the show notes. You can, of course, connect with me on Instagram as well, at Gourmigo's Keto. You can find more about the work that I'm doing at theketoroad.com. And then, hey, everybody, like Alex said, I like to remind you to go out there and do something today to amaze yourself because you are the most amazing people I know. Then come on back and catch us next time here on the Fat Guy Forum. Mm -hmm.